Welcome back to A Lonely 20-something. Good morning, everybody. Okay, I'm going to start this episode off a little bit different because I've been learning more about how to grow this podcast. So the first thing I'm going to say is please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us really build this community a lot. I'd love to get to the point where we can do listener letters and have more interactivity on the podcast. Doing this helps others find the pod or the cast, whatever you want to call it. So help another 20-something out and click that button. I'd appreciate it a lot. Dear friends, I am back. (laughs) Okay, so elephant in the room. Last episode, I was clearly going through it. Um... I was really honest about how difficult life was for me at that moment. And I'm speaking in past tense, but it's not really past tense. Um, I just was focusing a lot on work and that online business course I was taking. And I was honestly very overwhelmed. So it took me a while to kind of declutter my life from all of that, reorganize myself, recenter myself, and come back to you. Um, I've made a promise to myself that every episode from now on is going to be that honest, that gritty as the past two have been because I want to be vulnerable with you. I want to speak honestly and I want everybody who listens to this podcast to feel like they can complain a little bit about the things that they're going through. I want them to feel a little less alone and I want them to feel validated. So, um... I needed to find something else that I was just as passionate to talk about, and that took me a while, and I also need to be ready to talk about that, and that took me a while, but I am back, and I'm better. I said that because that made sense. Like, when you say I'm back, you say I'm better. I don't know if I'm better, but I am back, and I'm ready to talk to you guys, so let's talk. (laughs) The first thing I wanted to talk about today was a weird kind of breakthrough that I had, and it has nothing to do with anything else we're going to talk about for the entirety of this episode, but it's really interesting. So, fun fact about me, I cry in public. That is my preferred crying atmosphere. If I could take my crying out on any ideal date, it would be public. I like, oh my god, what is that word? Oh my god. Podcasts are not made for you to forget a word. The thing where you kiss in public, I like to do that, PDA. I like PDA with my crying. What does that mean? So um, it took me a really long time to be comfortable crying. I have a really difficult time being vulnerable. um, And it's part of the reason why none of my friends have access to this podcast. I think it would make it really, really hard for me to be as honest on here as I am um, if I knew that people who I know in real life were listening to it. So I don't like crying alone. It feels awkward and weird to me um but I don't like crying in front of other people that feels more awkward and weird like people I know um so what I will do is if I need to cry I will go to a crowded space and I will walk through or I will go to a park and I will sit on a bench and I will just cry um I don't really want anybody to talk to me I don't want anybody to look at me but I want to see people just living life around me while I'm kind of 
enjoying this moment of letting it all go through my tears. Um, which don't feel sad for me because honestly, let's be honest, that's really cute and quirky. Um, you know, when my life becomes a rom-com, there's going to be a hot man underneath my window screaming about how he loves that I cry in Central Park. Um, and it's going to be a really beautiful cornerstone moment to the movie. So don't worry about that. But I realize that this podcast is just another iteration of me crying in public. Um, and that you guys being the anonymous people who um, I feel like can commiserate or maybe can get something out of my vulnerability um, are the people in the park who are just living life who um, I like around me when I cry. Um, so yeah, that, that, that story didn't really have a purpose, but I just thought it was really interesting that as I was thinking through this and thinking through um, what, what purpose I serve to you and also why I enjoy doing this so much, I was like, oh, this is literally just me crying in public, but in podcast form. Um, so I hope that we're just a little bit closer now that you guys know that about me um, and we can dive into what I really want to talk about this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I identify as a Virgo Leo cusp. Um, For those of us that aren't into horoscopes, that basically just means my birthday's in mid-August and it is my birthday month and I am freaking out a lot about that this year. Um, I've actually been really, really into horoscopes recently. Um, For everybody who is or isn't, there are about two apps right now, CoStar and The Pattern, which kind of send some daily horoscope updates. I am such a big fan of the pattern. Obviously, I don't have sponsored ads. Um, so you know what I'm saying is the truth. Um, you may have seen Channing Tatum's video on the pattern, but it is scary good at knowing me. Um, some days I'm like, this app knows me literally better than I know myself. And some days when I get the notification, it's like, okay, finally I can start my day. I know what the pattern is telling me is going to happen. Um Actually, two days ago, I didn't get a notification at all. Like, I, I didn't get a horoscope for that day. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to die today. Um, but I'm still surviving. So that maybe was just a glitch. But um, for people who care and for people who do have CoStar or know about CoStar, um, it is much better, more, much more user-friendly than CoStar. Um, to me, CoStar I sometimes feels like a bully. Like, I might be going through a really hard day and... The pattern somehow sends me this inspiring message about um, how, you know, I can be an over-perfectionist at work and I'm putting unnecessary pressure on myself and all this stuff. And then CoStar literally sends me like one sentence that's like, get up off your ass. So it's just a very different vibe. (laughs) And uh, CoStar bullies me. Um, But also when they don't do that, they're literally like the kid in school who uses a thesaurus for every single word in the paper. And I just don't understand it. Um. The only downside I would say to the pattern is one, now I'm going to say two downsides when I literally just said only one, but here we go. Um, The first one is I'm positive they're listening to my conversations because their their horoscopes are crazy good and usually reference something I was just telling someone else about, Um, so that's wild. Um, It cannot be the moon and the stars. It can't be. It's got to be just really good data and AI 
and all of those fancy terms. Um, but also that it tells you the cycles that you're going through. So sometimes they'll open it and I'll be like, yes, this is so right. I've been having a lot of issues in this area. And the pattern will be like, oh, by the way, um, you only have 400 plus days left until you're released from this issue um, in 2020. So (laughs) some days it's like you just want to, you don't want to feel like the things that you're struggling through or working through are long term, which, you know, in the reality of in reality, they always are, um, but I think that's the one downside to the pattern. Also, something that was totally irrelevant to this episode, but I couldn't not talk about it. I'm obsessed with it, um, and again, we're just getting closer here. Now you know more about me, <laughs> but anyway, yes, it is my birth month, and I'm scared as hell, and I want to dive into it because I haven't explored that self with myself yet. How can getting older in your 20-somethings be so scary? And what goals have I put in place for certain years of my life that are freaking me out now that I'm getting older? Um, and what have what are some of the goals that my friends have put in place that they're freaking out about as well? Um, and how can we work through them? That's what I want to talk about this week. This is so outside of my wheelhouse, but a couple of weeks ago, one of my closest friends who happens to share a birthday with me freaked out that her engagement clock was on. Turning 24 meant that she only had one year left to be engaged by 25. Now, me, for example, I'm just a girl who spent the first half of 2019 irrationally being obsessed with this boy who I barely hung out with, who was barely interested in me, and who I barely knew, nowhere near ready for engagement. But still, and honestly no desire to get engaged, but still that conversation with her made me stressed out. Another friend of mine had the goal to move in with her boyfriend by her mid-20s. This one checked out. A couple of months ago, she panicked and she messaged the Facebook group and she made it happen. But was she happier? No. She was happy but scared as fuck and she was worried and she was stressed and in no ways did it erase her birthday anxiety. Instead, it turned into, damn, I'm so old and I'm moving in with my boyfriend and I'm scared. We've all seen the articles, things to do by your mid-20s, places to travel before 30, um, you know, bucket lists before you hit your mid-20s, all of those things. But it's kind of arbitrary, isn't it? Like, for me, I told myself that I needed to have a plan or clarity on what my next steps in this company was by my birthday. I needed to know whether I was going to get promoted um, and what my status was. Did it have anything to do with logic, deep thinking, or a date that made sense? Kind of. But did it mostly have to do with a landmark that we as society have decided is important and marks our progress and change to the world? Pretty much mostly. (laughs) So if you find yourself in a similar situation, I have three things that I want to share. The first is a quote. Trust that everything is in the right order and you are right where you need to be. Don't worry. Don't stress. Don't anticipate. Just be. And I know the cardinal rule of quotes is that you need to say who they're by, but I have a long list of quotes in my notes app on my phone and I don't cite. So I'm sure if we Google it, we can figure it out. I haven't done that. Um, But obviously I didn't say this and I'm not taking credit for it. The (laughs) The second thing I want to share with you guys is a way of thinking. So I'm constantly working on figuring out whether my thinking is doing harm or good. Every thought that passes by. Am I, you know, a prisoner in my own mind? And if so, what's the point in that? 
Because honestly, to the best of our ability, that little person in our heads needs to be our cheerleader and our friend, and we don't need negativity or our perceptions of situations making situations worse. So I ask myself, is this goal the one that I have put on myself? No one else has put on me. I created it. I chose to think about it on my own. Is it hurting or is it helping? Is it doing more harm or good? If it's doing harm or hurting, I need to drop it. Obviously, that's easier said than done, but I know what I need to do. No one is requiring it to be there. It's our duty to keep that little guy in our heads as the best cheerleader he can be. If it's not cheering me on, it's not serving me. The third is another thinking hack. Why do birthdays always have to be artificially forward-looking versus naturally backwards-looking? Now, that sounds awkward because literally no one in the world ever says to focus on the past or to look at what's behind you, but naturally we grow every day, every week, every month, every year. While we have goals that are in the front of our minds that we may have not accomplished, we've unknowingly accomplished so much that deserves to be celebrated. So remember I told you guys that I'm more vulnerable on this podcast than anywhere else in my life? You're about to find out how unhealthy that is. Um, So before my 24th birthday, I did not know how to ride a bike. And that's a secret. Um, I started recording this episode a month before my birthday, and now it's after my birthday. Sorry, teehee. Been working on it for a while. But anyway, this has been a bucket list item for me since I've had a bucket list, and it's honestly such a burden for me to always come up for excuses for why I can't ride a bike with my friends, even my best friends in the whole world. I've never shared this with them. Thank God I wear dresses a lot because that is an awesome excuse. If you are like me and troubled, cannot ride a bike, and cannot admit to other people, wear dresses a lot. Um, And trust me, I know it's unhealthy that I can't just admit that I can't do something. It's bad. If I could afford a therapist, I would be definitely working on that right now, but I can't. Either way, I learned and can now ride a bike and rode through the streets of Puerto Rico with my family. And by the streets of Puerto Rico, I mean the streets of the resort that we stayed in. But (laughs) um, so my goal was to get a promotion or to figure out what I was going to do um, next steps in my career by my birthday. That didn't happen, but a small thing like learning to ride a bike can actually be a huge accomplishment. Um, and it's all about perspective and what we choose to celebrate and the things that we did accomplish that we might not be focusing on in the moment. Now, ding, this is the third quote of the episode. It's almost like, does this girl have thoughts of her own? And the answer is yes, sometimes, but they're usually about quotes that I already read. This one says, don't forget how badly you once wanted what you have now. And the constant grind and moving on and constantly wanting something new, we sometimes forget to look back and just lavish about how much we have wanted and how much we have attained. There's always something to celebrate. Just make sure to buy yourself a cake and celebrate it. Don't take that advice from me. Another unhealthy thing. I discovered that I eat my feelings. Another toxic trait. Don't want to pass that on. Not advice. But um, (laughs) if you can healthily control your feelings. Buy yourself a cake. Celebrate. You've done so much. It's been a whole year, 365 days. I am actually going to end with another quote because I'm a bitch hungry for quotes. And this one is so important. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. Never late. I promise you. And even if that's not true, some things we just feel because it feels good like magic. And P.S. That quote was from me. And if you're going to lavish in your feelings, guys, now that we've talked about birthdays 
and the anxiety of birthdays and how we can work through it. Shout out to my main emo man, John Mayer. Listen to 86 or Stop This Train if you really want to wallow in your feelings and feel hurt a little. As a matter of fact, I'll help you out. Alexa, play Stop This Train by John Mayer on Spotify. If you have an Alexa, I hope that worked. (laughs) And with that, ladies and gentlemen, happy early birthday, belated birthday, or honest birthday. I should get something right in there for you. I'm curious. Let me know if anything in this episode is relatable, absolutely not relatable, or whether your birthday gives you anxiety and how you deal with the status as an early 20s, mid 20s, or late 20s human. DM or comment on iTunes reviews and let me know your thoughts and stories. Finally, if you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe? Subscribe. Subscribe. I'll catch you on the flip side. Yay! Thank you.